A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Here to help you be the best you. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank on 1010XL. Good evening. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I am Captain Scott Shank. And I'm Captain Ricky Poor. There we go. Cruise in the house. You know where Kevin's at. We ain't got to explain anything to you. If you can't figure it out by now, you haven't been listening to us long enough. He's in the woods. <laughs> How's your week been? Good week, man. So we got to sneak out. We had one day of, of good, was supposed to have been like excellent weather. I think Windfinder called for uh, like a one and a half foot sea at nine seconds yep. and zero wind. Well, And it was out to like 30 miles. This was Sunday. <laughs> and once you broke that 30 mile mark... It was a little different story out there, but there was a raging tide, so which I didn't bottom fish, but uh, I heard I heard the guys talking about it. Yeah, and you could feel it in the boat. Now let me stop. Hold on one second. That wind finder lately for me has not been totally accurate. You know, no weather forecast is going to be a hundred percent accurate. I, I look at I I, I kind of look at three of them. Yep. That's what and I do too. Cross reference. Yeah, cross, I mean, I look. I mean, I look at you know, of course, Noah's. I look at the Windfinder situation. Uh, the Navy also posts out a uh, weather detail and stuff like that. Also, so I kind of use all three of them when I'm going offshore. Yep. Just I do too. to you know, just to do the old you know, okay, well, you know, like you said, Windfinder's calling 1.9 feet. You know, now, but now you look at the Navy one and it's three. And you're going, okay, well, that, you know, so I know what I'm getting so myself into. I'm a wind finder and Noah guy before I go. And then the morning before, right before I'm fixing to leave my house, 3 a.m. or whatever time it is, I look at I look at the the buoy, the, the Noah buoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try to get, and I, I check two of them, and I'm like, okay, this is what I think it's going to be. And Right. Anyways, it's still, you know. Right. It, it is what it is. It, it, yeah, I mean, this time of year, there there's... You know, it's uh, if it says north, just expect it to be rougher. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, that's what I, I've always said it all my life fishing. I will not go in that ocean in a north wind. I'm not going to do it because I know what's going to happen. It but, might be pretty, and then by eleven or twelve o'clock, it's going to figure it out just like it's done the last few mornings. Is right. it's gotten well that's, snotty. That's what happened. It was it was actually a little bit of a windy start, but. Anyways, we roll out. We get like uh, this is the first Wahoo fishing trip of the year. We get out to 
120 feet of water, whatever it was, 115. I was on a friend's boat, so I don't even know for sure. I was just putting lines out. But How many people? Five. Oh, yeah, you did five. have that many? Yeah, we did. Um, so anyhow, we put lines in the water, get everything lined out. Everything goes good. We had to swap one let out. You know, first trip of the year, all your stuff is last year's stuff. You're trying to, and then multiple people stuff, putting it together and trying to figure out how to make things work out. It was just a little bit of a slow start, but anyways, we swapped that one let out. Man, we just got kind of relaxed a little bit. Like, you know, of course we were getting sprayed. It was, there was a pretty heavy wind. It was probably, I don't know, 12 knots. It was enough that with that you know, a 90 uh, degree opposing each other, the wind chop versus yep. the swell, it was making a... And a, doing 16 knots, making tight corners, yeah. and you're getting the backsplash. And we're on a nice boat, you know, it was a 32 Yellowfin, my buddy Kyle's boat. And anyways, 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes after we got all settled in, <laughs> just started screaming. I was like, oh, wow, here we go. You know, October, you kind of expect to have to search around for fish first spot we stopped on just smashed one i was like and then second rod goes off i'm like oh boy here we go and anyways it ended up we end up going one for two on that and then trolling the in, until lunchtime before we got our second bite but the good news is almost every boat that high speed trolled sunday what were they were able to catch wahoo there was very few that didn't it was it was wahoo are here i think it's going to be another epic year i really mm. do Anybody bait fish? I'm sure, but I don't. I don't. You know, I mean, I mean, I just listen on the radio. I mean, you didn't hear anybody bait fishing. Well, for I me, because the mahis were not a bad deal like a week, ten days ago. <coughs> you know, boats caught, caught. You know, oh, you're talking about dragon bait. Yeah, uh, I'm talking baits. about bait, dead bait fishing. Gotcha. No, we should have because we saw lots of flyers in that hundred. The water was crystal clear, blue water, uh, and 120 feet. And, what was the water temperature? Uh, it was 80 degrees out there, but from the sea buoy, it was like uh, 73. So there was a big break, and that's where that tide line was. Like I say, again, I wasn't driving the boat, but I, I can only imagine that's where it broke because as I checked with him a couple of times, and it was still like 73, 74, maybe 75 degrees, and then all of a sudden it was 80. Okay. And I was like, broke daylight about that time. I was like, well, they're crystal clear blue water, yeah. you know, and the tide was raging. So I'm like, yeah, that's... It's always great when you look, especially, you know, well, and any really boat, but more so in a in an outboard, when you look behind in the prop wash and it's just white, you know, white, legitimate white water. You yeah. Know, you go, oh, man, this is this is going to be a pretty start right here. You know, there's no, it's and, white. And historically, I have looked for a, I, I like for the water to be green all the way to where I'm fishing. I agree. And then when it turns that blue green, right, that's kind of where I want to start fishing. Yep. But. And I like to wait in the later months, like usually like maybe even December before, because once that water temperature gets below 68 degrees inshore, it makes all those fish congregate up in that right. in line because they don't want to be in that Gulf Stream, you know, 80 degree water. Right. And they don't want to be in that 65 degree water. They want that narrow, you know, 10 mile strip of, of 68 to 72, 73 degree water. Okay. But they... Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good year of wahoo fishing, and um, they're here. It's October, yeah. and, and and lots. I, of I mean that you know for the I mean nobody's chasing anything. It doesn't look like for a while. Yeah, except for the huge boats. But yeah, it looks skunky for a while. But we'll get with that later on. But uh, on my side of the world, again the the black drum bite has just been really really good. Uh, 
continues to be good. Yeah, I fished on Monday, and um, it was. I'm not gonna. I'm not using no words like insane, but I mean just you know catching them. You know, uh, high water on poppy corks and you know stuff that you always think a black drum is a low tide kind of feeder. You know, he's got to feed around the oysters and all that. I caught plenty of them. I caught six or seven on high water. Trout have showed up pretty good in St. Augustine. Um, the the redfish bite, if you just want to take a kid fishing with a pop, again, poppy corks are a blast. I don't care how old you are or what you are. I don't care. I love to fish poppy corks this time of year. And there is plenty and plenty of, you know, meesey reds, micey reds up to up to 17, 18 inches. And then, you know, of course, then your shots at, uh, at mid slots and stuff like that. I really didn't have anything, you know, real big or anything on Monday. Um, caught a few flounder, catch and release, of course. No, <laughs> no trout. No trout. No trout. Trout showed up pretty, you know. Yeah, because no, my, my son's been catching the sea trout. Uh, you know, he's catching them at night under right. the dock lights on the south end of the county. But no, I had a couple legal, and also what showed up this week. I didn't fish for him, um, but Captain Guy Spears did. But um, really nice, some really nice yellowmouth trout showed up this week. Nice. So that's good. Um, Talked to Kirk Waltz out of Jacksonville. He fished today, and I don't know how. I mean, dude, he had a table that must have had 40 really nice Spanish on it. Yep. Um, he jumped a tarp. Well, I shouldn't say he jumped a tarp, but he caught a tarpon. I don't know. It saved 40 or 50 pounds. I guess he was bull red fishing, and he caught a tarpon today. Had him all the way up to the leader, a little, little young fisherman. Uh, hooked him and fought him. I'd, I'd say he's probably a 50-pounder. And uh, but anyhow, for late season, late season tarpon, that's great. And it's so funny um, the picture he showed. You, if you looked in the background real quick, whenever they were videoing the tarpon, you could see like ten boats back behind him trolling right there off the off the jetties right there off the oh, tip yeah. of the off, off the tip of the jetties. It was pretty cool. So I mean, Mayport has got again an incredible Spanish run going off and going on right now. Um, none of us, unfortunately, have been able to see it out of St. Augustine because we've had nothing but northeast winds. I mean, Monday was, I don't want to say it, it picked up later on in the day for me. It got, you know, it was tough. I mean, I had a creek fish all day. I couldn't, I couldn't fish the main river. It was, it was choppy. So, up, uh, and I've never fished the jetties in, in Mayport. I know that their jetties extend. I've been in and out the inlet, right. but I don't know. Like two like, miles, three miles or something so like that. So you're saying the when the weather's bad, we can't fish, but they still can because Yeah, because the they could go around one side or the other. Protects it, yeah. See, because they're protected. If it's a northeast wind, yeah. they can ride that south, well, well how do you want to call it? <laughs> It'd be the south jetties, but on the north side of the south jetty, and they can run yeah. down the line, spin out the spin out the edge of it right there, and then they got all that to fish. So, yeah, they're very fortunate uh, to have those jetties because all we have is the south jetty to fish. The north For us, the north jetty, what we call, is has completely filled in. I mean, even at high tide, there's only like four feet of water, five feet of yeah, water. Yeah, and behind it. Where we used to fish at right mm -hmm. there on the north jetty. So they're very – I mean, you catch any swell at all and ask Kevin because Kevin shattered his trolling motor right there. Um, he got picked up by a swell and the trolling motor hit the bottom. I mean, that's, you know, so it's shallow now. You can't, it's very, very tough. 
if you fish that, it's got to be on a very calm day because it's it can it can get dangerous now because when they come in off that bar, they're they hit that deeper water again, and that tide rolls so and that hard tide rolls there. so hard through there. Yeah. So you got to be really really careful um, fishing in and around that north jetty. I hooked a gorgeous snook last Friday, and I mean like 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 the biggest one that I've ever caught on my boat. Them damn bull sharks, man. He was five feet from the freaking net. And, man. I mean, when he came up, Leon Dana was right next to me. And we all screamed at one time. And, dude, he ate that snook in one bite, broke me off underneath the boat, and then he hit the boat on the other side when he was eating the head. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, a straight-up 18, 20-pound, I mean, a straight-up nice snook. Dang, that's terrible. And it's terrible. I hate it. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I think we're going to have Leon on. I know he was fishing late this afternoon. I think he got in at around 5-ish, so he should be calling in. But anyhow, listen to Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Poor, Captain Scott Shank. Be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast show. I'm Captain Ricky Poor. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Hey, real quick, I know we got Leon. You can listen to this too. You can listen to this too because you're part of this. You're part of the losing battle um, <laughs> as far as your fishing goes. Um, big thank you to he Valancourt. loves you, I think, Leon. <laughs> I always get dragged into things. Yeah. <laughs> big thank you to Valancourt Construction. Absolutely. They gave me another year. Uh, so, folks, if you're looking for a job with heavy equipment or office job, give my boys a Valancourt a call. Great people. I get to fish with them a lot. Solid employment. Solid employment. Exactly, Leon. Absolutely. Great people. Great people to work for, too. Yep. And I mean, that's a business that you could start at the bottom, and you could actually have a lifetime learning and a business where you're going to grow. I mean, this isn't something that you, oh, I'm just going to do it for the year or so. This could be a change in your life if you went to work for Valcourt. There's no doubt about that. 100%. I mean, you know, 100%. they treat you like family there. They do. And, that, and that's, yeah. the, you know, that's a big thing. Like just, it's, it's a family. That's what they, I mean, the commercial says it all. I mean, they truly do. Right. They talk about family all the time, you know. So, anyhow, so you've been busy. I couldn't agree with you more. You ran a double today, you crazy guy, you. Yeah, Schmeh, caught some good fish. I was happy. It worked. Uh, high tide, fished a higher, uh, a high outgoing tide this morning. Thank you very much, Corey Sparks. Your fishing spots were great today. <laughs> Dang, Corey, what I tell you? God, Thanks, I Corey. tried to warn you I'm about that. A little poke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I caught some nice black drum today. Caught some sea trout. Uh, let's see. I caught this morning. I caught trout, redfish, flounder, black drum. Um, caught some croakers. Um, did you go north? Miscellaneous fish. Did you go north? No, I went south. You did. I went yeah. south today. Okay, because I know we talked yep. early this morning. You had a, you're having a feeling. I said, "Ooh, that is." I mean, dude, you hadn't been up that way in a while. I bet you, right? With all the, you know, and I said it on the on the start of the show. Leon is just, I mean, again, the black drum bike continues to, you know, to be really, really good. Dude, you know? the largest I mean, one I got. I mean, I. I, the largest one was a solid five pounder, and uh, the smallest was like you know a pound and a half. So right. I mean, 
I'll take four or five of those fish all day long. Man, ain't nothing eats no better than one of those. God, you're right. You. Oh, I actually prefer eating black drum over red drum. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll release the red fish if I got a box full I of do. black drum. No, 100%. 100%. Yes, sir. Nope. Afternoon was pretty good. Uh, water got a little bit dirty. Uh, I'm noticing some more boat traffic than usual, and it's the heavier, the bigger boats that are starting to move through. Yeah, yeah. The winter, that, the winter run is getting ready to get started. Yep, that's about to kick off into full gear. I went back to the back creeks, but the uh, a few of my creeks were dirtier than they were yesterday, so I, I bounced around to a few spots. Damn, a northeast, northeast east wind of 15 to 20 will have an occasionally to do that. Yeah, it will, but... I found I finally found the last creek that I went to was clean enough. Uh, we ended up with a twenty three and a half inch red, nice. along with I'd say about eight or nine other uh, underslots with it. So I'll take that for the afternoon trip. You throwing popcorn with popcorn, like of course. Yeah, throwing oh, it's so much fun. Yep. It's so much it fun. Is. I love throwing popping corks. I do. You know, and I'm fishing that incoming tide, and I just you know I'd pick a creek. And that I like to fish, and I just methodically pick the creek apart. Yep. You know, I'll, I'll move, you know, 30, 40 yards down the creek, set up. I say, all right, we're going to fish this bend. There's an oyster bed that's going to be located here. We're going to put the floats here. It's going to drift through with a small twitch every now and then. We'll make three drifts. If we catch fish, great. If we don't, we'll move right down a little bit further down. We'll work the next bend. That's it. And I just methodically picked apart creeks today. That's it. Now, Leon, yeah. if you find fish, like when you're doing that, when you're picking apart the creek, and you say yep. you, you find them, it's a, you said it was an incoming tide. So if you find them and they quit biting where you're at, do you move in with the tide and try to find them? The oh, same? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if I'll catch two or three reds uh, in a corner and uh, it'll die off, all right, I'm just going to move around to the next corner. Yep. And, yeah. and this works both ways, both incoming tide and outgoing tide. Right. And I'll have absolutely. to agree, I work whatever the tide's going. I work whatever's with the tide. My thoughts are right. they're going downstream or upstream. You know, I mean, again, matter what the tide's doing, but they're either going downstream or upstream. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, that's and what I we just, did the other, just, last Friday when we fished together. Yeah. We, moved, yeah. we moved with the tide and just kept on smashing and them. Just, it was, yeah, yeah. Again, it was just fun. I mean, just, just, oh, my gosh, so much fun. You know, bait's pretty good right now. Uh, mud minnows are available at your bait shops. Crab, blue crab is. Fiddlers, if you're going to go for the sheephead, and uh, shrimp are of good size. So haven't caught any thing. of them yet around an oyster bar. Have you seen any or caught any? Or? Yes, I've been catching small males. That's Little all males. I've been getting. Okay. Not a single large male yet, female okay. yet. Okay. okay. But yes, I am. Ca- I've caught a few. Well, what I mean by few is I'm catching like one or two every trip. But I'm telling you. They're not a. They're just a half pound, or maybe a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, you know, just they're they, just big enough to hurt you if, if they stick you right. wrong. Because we're not really done with the mangrove snappers yet. There's, I mean, they're not. No. They're not like it is back. You know, back in July and August. June, and, July. You know, yeah. um, but now very few of them are going to be of legal size. They're all them little eight or nine inches. So you know, yeah, after if you pull up to a spot. And you still on throwing pot. If you if that floats just jiggling around a little bit and it just constantly comes up with a half whatever, yeah, you just it's time to move on. Yeah. You're done. You know that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it interests and, me and to think exactly about exactly what it did today. The the mangoes, you know, offshore the mangoes were off this year. 
I mean, I'm not saying there weren't none caught. We caught them, but it was slow, you know, trying to find like normally in June and July, we find the big schools of of them, but they're all balled up on one spot and you chum them up and you, you know, you sight fish them. Well, this year that, that, I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen at all, but it was far far less productive to far harder to find them is what i should I say i saw more year. more i saw more muttons this year than I did mangoes i did too and normally the muttons are a further like yeah north you catch one or two Augustine. and then you have 30 yes. or 40 head of mangoes and and it was right. no not much different on that this year but like you said i feel i feel like the muttons moved south and the mangroves moved yes. you know they they're just less of them maybe mm-hmm. but you you know this inshore fishery for mangrove snapper was just phenomenal this year as far as the numbers go they oh, were yeah. thick as thick as I've ever seen I had them some, inshore yeah I, had, I mean yeah, quite a few really like you know didn't really target them it just happened to happen to work out that way but I mean some you know stellar days of some you know two pounders and stuff catching you know and not just one you know a good handful of them that are really you know really solid 13 14 inch fish. And I think yeah. I'm not positive, but I think they grow like a pound a year, something, something close to that anyway. Well, I'm hell, sure. with their appetite, the way at least that's the way the way that I see them eating. <laughs> I mean, they, they get destroyed the ten dozen shrimp in, in half an hour. You can lose ten dozen shrimp. Hell, Scotty, last week we were fishing together, and you looked at me and you went, "I gotta leave." Yeah, I've gone through ten dozen shrimp I in did. this hour. Already. I did. I did. I had to leave the jetties. Yeah, I had to leave the jetties. With me and him, we're out yep. the only two out there, and that's why I was telling Ricky before about the. About the snook and the and I know we talked about it on Saturday morning when when I did the uh, outdoor show, but yeah, dude, I mean the sharks are still yeah. just. I mean we left. We had we just. I won't fish come it. down there for that. There's no, no way. I'm I mean, not going that's back just out a there. Waste of fish. Exactly. I can't see it. I'm not going back out there again till the water gets 62, 63, and then I'll go back out. Yeah, it's got to drop down to get rid of those critters because I mean anyone that fishes at the end of those jetty rocks right now, you're just feeding sharks, man. Whether I mean, he if was. You, if, whether he was, you know, not in a slot or over slot or whatever, it was a big fish. Um, just it was a big fish. Oh, I saw it. It, was, it was. A, it might have been a legal fish. Um, it might have been legal because it was so big. It was a big fish. To was, me, I, I a snook matters. You know, there's. You know, there is. We do. I mean, between Jacksonville and Saint Augustine, which you know, everybody never really thought about us as being. I know now we're no epic center or something like that, but. There's a no. lot. There's an if you fished them and you learn how to fish for them. There's a heck of a lot of snook in Jacksonville and St. Augustine. Whether I mean, look at Leon catching them right there around him, right in there the where he puts in at in the valley. I, I mean, yeah. I always used to feel like the cutoff was like Pelissier Creek. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, one hundred bridge and Palm Coast. That was yeah. that was like the northernmost yeah. point. I said Pelissier Creek. I meant Pelissier Flats, Flats down there, which is yeah. down that. Which is we're, we're only talking a couple of miles, but yeah. yes, they're all the way through Jacksonville. They're all the they way are. through Jacksonville, all the way through downtown. Yeah. I mean, all that. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's you know we don't realize we actually have a pretty good brew stock of them. Population. Yeah, we do. We I mean, have I'm I'm really happy to see that, and I mean, again, uh, the creeks and the mangrove bushes, like where we fish at, Ricky, down south. Um south of 312 down there mm-hmm. in those creeks down there i mean uh, growing up i'm telling you there was only four or five or six mangrove bushes and they were maybe only three mm-hmm. feet high it comes to the point now that running a boat in there because you used to could see all the way around every bend of all of all those oh, two creeks down it's there dead man turns so it's, it's, it's hold on and i've i mean i've come through there and it's like whoa whoops boat you know yep. 
My bad. Sorry. Sorry. That's all I can say. But I mean, you know. And you know, the St. John's is the same kind of like. I feel like there's different. You know, the eel grass dying off and stuff right. like that. There's things going on in in the river. I, I, St. Augustine. I almost feel like we can't see what's going on. Like like, you know, we talk about the redfish. How? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, and the flounder too. You know, they, they they've had a short closed season. We've never had a closed season no. of flounder until last year. No. So there's things that go on. I, I, I'm like Leon. I don't think that the fish are actually gone or not existent. They're just not in our area for whatever reason. Well, Kevin, right, Kevin, around. right? Kevin always used the word cyclical. Cyclical. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And and I get it, but I mean personally, I consider myself a pretty damn good flounder fisherman. And honestly, I haven't really seen any in like three or four years. Right. Okay. Not numbers wise. I mean to go out and catch a couple. Sure, uh, you might catch 15 shorts and two of those being legal, Leon, and legal is 15 inches. I mean, because that's, I mean, the smallest I put on the boat is 15 inches. I mean, because he ain't You're worth, right. I he ain't worth you cleaning, it you know, ain't worth cleaning. unless somebody wants to cook them whole or something like that, and they ask for a 14, 15 inch fish, fine. But, you know, normally it's just, there's, that's the only way you really can cook it. Yeah, you're you right. Know, we blamed it on the dredging for the longest time. We we're like, ah, the dredging, you know, but it's been three years. Yeah. No, 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 no. Really it, it's, just, it's just cyclical. For it's certain cyclical things. Or cyclical yeah. or whatever it is. But yeah. then, like you say, the black drum bite is on fire. It's for as early as it is, though. I'm telling you, this black drum bite started back in the, you know, in the first of September-ish. The mangrove snappers on you know? fire. That's been some of the best I've ever seen it. Um so there's things that are, there are fish that are here that right. we that we're not that are in good numbers, like better than we've seen in a long time, and then there are other fish that we just keep expecting to come back tomorrow, and they're not. Well, they Leon, always up. in October, November, and December, it at least what I recollect. I know I'm getting old, so my mind is not always there. But this is always the time of you month where you <laughs> where you post big numbers of redfish, meaning. The fish that are 10 to 17 inches. Oh, absolutely. You could sit on an oyster bed, and again, just like the man, you can lose 10 dozen shrimp on one oyster bed if you so chose. As a kid, I fished down around Matanzas. October and November, of course, you used yep. to not be able to keep fish those months back right, when I was right, a kid. Right, 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 right. Trout was closed fire, and all that, yeah. Ooh, but that that, don't you agree, Leon? I mean, you know, you'll catch your, you'll catch, you know, your one or two or whatever that you need for slots, but I mean, the far as for right now i mean to sit I, there and just whack-a-mole them i'm talking about no, no, mid-slot slots and all that is not no going to happen no doubt no doubt uh, and that's what constantly makes me strive to be a better guy because i'm the one that's on that water every day yep. and i you need to i preach this day in and day out get comfortable being out of your comfort zone Try new spots. Do not go back and fish the exact same spot you fished yesterday. Find new spots. Work new spots. Work new areas. Because these fish move around. You you just can't sit on that same spot that you fished for years. You better, and, and as a guide, we don't have five, ten spots. We have 50, 60, 70 spots yep. that we know of that we have to move. And we know that when we make X amount of casts, at a certain area and it's presented correct and there's the and the water temperature is right, the tide is right, and we don't get a fish, we're moving. 
Hey, and we're not two people. Wait 20, 30 two minutes. people, five casts each. I'm gone. Yes. And by the way, right. you I just need look. a lot of Corys. What's that? By the way, you just need a lot of Corys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to take a break. I'm gonna get in trouble. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'm gonna week. pick on See you some you more on. when Corey comes on. Hey, go for it. I'm always your husband. <laughs> Call you in the morning. Bye, buddy. That's me. Bye. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, Leon. I told you I'm, there's I'm your trademarks on this. All right, folks. You're listening to Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shane, Captain Ricky Papour. Be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Let's go real quick to Harold and we'll check in with Captain Corey Sparks. Hey, Harold. What's going on, fellas? Come on, buddy. What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, you actually kind of touched on my uh, key point that I wanted to ask about was, uh, you know, since we're one year into the flounder, uh, you know, I was just trying to see if y'all thought that numbers have increased or catches increased uh, since the, you know, the re- new regulations. What do you say, Scotty? Um, I... I... I see a decline. I yeah, I I, I don't I don't I, I see that it's maintained it in a year. Mm-hmm. Um I still I mean honestly, I still only Harold, I bet you I only caught on rod and reel this year one fish over 5 pounds. You know, uh well, yeah. enough fish, enough fish in the in the in the, you know, that 15 to 17 inch bracket. Um but uh, numbers wise, no. Uh, I mean, think maybe caught, you know, would come in in a day of flounder fishing with three or four legals. And again, that was 15, 17 inch fish. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, hey, it's a proven spot. But I could tell you, I have spent my life and won many of many of dollars on our jetties down there. And Absolutely. I could tell you, I have not caught but one fish off the jetties all year long. Wow. And that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. What do you see, you know, Harold? I know. I mean, I know you do some flounder gigging, which is totally different than what we're doing. What? What do you see more? Yeah. It's it's still it's still about the same, all in all. To be honest with you, um, you know, I was really kind of against the whole thing at first, and then I said, you know what? It's probably a good thing, especially for you guys, the charters. You know, I mean, if if it did pick up and everything went well, um, no. you'd think you'd think one year would be somewhat noticeable you know especially in that time yeah but but i mean again harold no don't don't i mean don't worry i mean we all fish together you understand what i'm saying but i i i really i know i'm gonna hear stuff i'm gonna fixing to say something and i i'm sure i'm gonna get texas later on but honestly truthfully if they would slow down the gigging for a year or two then i would really see the pickup of the flounders that's just my point And then let it go back to normal. I'm talking everything. I'm talking, you know, I know, I can, you know, commercial, recreational, whatever. I mean, I go over bridges in the middle of the night at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night or whatever. And you're lying. You're sleeping that time. No, no, I'm actually, no, that's, I'm waking up. I'm waking up from a nap at about 11 or 12 o'clock and then I ride around for a little while. Um, okay, okay. But I mean, I, there's lights everywhere. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's not a bad thing. Trust me. Gosh. I mean. I don't think it's increased, though. When I was a kid, there was always giggers everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know. But way back, late 80s, early 90s, I mean, there was three of us that were commercial. And 
we all knew where we were going in North River, and we never saw one another until we. And that was, this is back in the beep beep days. Yeah, I call them the next tell days, the beep beep days, and we beep each <laughs> yeah. other. Okay, y'all ready to come home? And we'd all meet in the middle of the river, and we'd all go home together. Um, but I mean, we would never run into one another at all at night. I do think that you can hurt the flounder more by gigging than you can rod and reel. Same as grouper. Absolutely. But my point being is I'm not claiming that on uh, and on the kicking either. Right. But for the jetties factor-wise is... Why? Why do you think the jetties... I think the damn sharks are in there eating them off the bottom. Really? I'd have never called for that. It's possible. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know, oh, yeah. dude. I mean, why Why can't anybody catch it? Well, there's no... I mean, you talk to the 25 charter captains that fish the jetties on a, on a, on a regular basis... Have okay. you ever had a sh- a flounder eaten off of a rod and reel? Yeah, hell yeah. I haven't. Oh hell yeah. They have gotten hey. so prolific now that there's nothing that they won't that they won't touch. I'm sure. I'd- I mean, sheephead's getting eaten off. I've had drum eaten off. I mean, I had it all. I mean, it used to be just redfish. But now- I want to touch on one. Go I want to touch on one other one other species real quick. Go. Since you're talking about jetties, um, and I won't keep you long, but do you remember catching? Uh, 12 to 14 inch sea bass at the jetties. Yes. And that has been years since that's happened. We don't I even mean, catch them offshore hardly. Anymore. Hell, I don't oh, even I catch know, a little one at the I jetties. <laughs> I catch more of them underneath a the dock than I do at the jetties. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if that's, you know, we all speculate is it snapper that's eating them? You know, the sea bass, sharks, I think that's the what? number one, the number one thought process as far as sea bass in, in particular goes. I think that's, you'll hear more people say that red snapper. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the, the time. Are the culprit for that. Talk yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I can't say that I've ever seen a red snapper eat a sea bass. I mean, I I, I see the logic in it. I agree that it's, right. that's a, there's a high percentage but chance. But still, that remember back on, when, I could just tell you, when the sea bass were really thick, and you come back in cleaning sea bass, you know what was in their bellies? One inch long vermilion snappers. Wow. Huh. They used to cough them up wow. like they cough up the calico crabs, and, and we jokers, sent them right back down for baits again. They are definitely an yeah. aggressive fish, and they'll eat a bait the same size You as got them. it. All right, fellas. I Thanks. Won't jump in one Appreciate it, Harold. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, man. Good evening. Yep. Come on, Corey. Guys, hey, Ricky. What's Howdy. up, then, buddy? Man, oh man, oh man. Not much. Man, oh man, oh man. What am I gonna do with you? There's not much to talk about when. Yeah, when Leon fishes your stuff out, fishes your spots, <laughs> yeah. and just gives the reports. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love it when he says, "Yeah, you so, know." Then you this know, is what uh, happened at Corey's you know, spots. Today. Yeah, as uh, as us as charter captains, you know, you got to spread your wings and look for new spots. I'm going, the hell, you do. You call Corey yeah. Sparks and go, Corey. So you fished where yesterday? Because you know, yeah. I mean, you know, we're all not fishing a bunch except for Leon, and you know, and he just has that demeanor that he could just smooth talk you into telling you anything you wanted to know. It's like. Damn, I shouldn't have done it. I have not said a word to him because if he goes down to my stuff down south, Corey, yeah, I take Ricky down there. You want to know why I take Ricky in those two holes? Because he loves me. Because I love him, and he's got a 31-foot <laughs> boat, and there's no way in hell he's getting to those two creeks. That's the yeah. only reason I take him down there. I'm going to give Scotty's fishing report next week from his spots. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ah, I better be listening next time I take a day off because I'm going to be in trouble. So, so listen to this. It was I think it was Saturday. I took my boys out. I had a trip canceled. I took Cole and Chase out. We're going over the Palm Valley Bridge. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You literally had to come out from the woods on opening day? 
Well, I had I had a trip Saturday, I had a trip Sunday, and then I had a uh, charity event. So I just you uh, know, okay, I, all right, it, it all was right, no big deal. Right, right. I'm just hoping you didn't come all no, the way home yeah. for that. Okay. No, no. But we're going over to Palm Valley Bridge. Cole, it's out. Daddy, there's a boat down where we like to fish. I look, I'm like, Dad, gum it, Leon. And I start beeping the horn, and I launch. I get down there, and he's on the spot. And I go, who's who's the green Key West? He goes, oh, that's my buddy. I'm like, now we're bringing friends. Yep. Okay, this is going to end. Yep. Nope, that's what I told you. I told you that. Yep. You can't do it. He was I know it's tough. Wanna, you fooled me twice? Yeah. Yeah, he just wanted to yeah. give you a report on your spot, so he yeah. checked them for you. And so you... now the Green Key West is going to tell the black, you know, the black uh, Cape Horn, and you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, you're yep. done. Yeah. Well, I got to stick up for my buddy because he's helped me out. Budget Leon for what? Inshore fishing when I can't <laughs> get them black drum and the bull reds and all that. He's told me several places to go fish. Okay. Scotty wouldn't help me at well, all. it was probably his spots. It was on the main yeah. shoreline somewhere. <laughs> I call Scotty. He's like, yeah, you go up to the oak tree by the... And you get there, and you're like, hey, there's no oak tree here. Oh, uh, yeah, it used to be there. Uh, move up a little hey, further. Sorry. You see that pipe? Sorry, born and raised a fish up there. <laughs> I call Leon. I he's like, yeah, come up here beside me. Yeah. We're smashing them. Thanks, Corey. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Corey. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, don't you? I mean, I know I've been, you know, I saw your pictures with the boys and stuff like that over the weekend. And I keep saying it. I mean, it sounds like uh, spinning a record, but damn, the black drum bite's been fun for as early yeah, as it, it is. And and I mean, and like I was telling Ricky earlier, which you were the first one to find them. And the water temperature, because well, I was still offshore, I was still kingfishing, tarpon fishing, and he's catching 81 degree water. And I go, huh? He said, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, Corey was beating on him on the main Something shore. Something I really like this time of year through the winter is just tipping tipping shrimp with a fish bites easy strip. And yep. it doesn't have to be a, a big piece. I mean, even like a quarter inch, half inch. Um, it helps keep the shrimp on when you got people casting and when you're bouncing those oyster bars, you know, as it's knocking them down along the oysters with the current. But for whatever reason, I just find more times than not, you're you're gonna get bit on uh, on it better than just the shrimp alone, and you then like downside to your shrimp. Yeah, what's that? You you use live shrimp too, Corey? Yeah, I use live shrimp. If I know there's black drum there, though, I'll I'll pop the live shrimp in half if I don't have people that kind of have the touch, you know, to yeah. feel the tapping, because they they'll take down a little a bit of shrimp rather than a whole shrimp better, and and I find people that may be newer to the sport hook up better on that. I like the little, if I can keep the little fish from beating them apart, for me, I I, I love the blue crab. We've talked about this a well, million no, times. I, but I agree. I little agree. small pieces yeah. of blue crab, man, they can't take that. But like the other yeah. day, Corey, I got on them with the popping cork. Well, yeah. again, that's a total different bite because he pulls the cork under, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a catfish. He just sits there. Do you use you know? circle hooks, Scotty? Or do I, you I'm use... using kale. I'm using a, 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 a two-off yeah. kale hook. And... Yeah. My guys were, I mean, you know, the old routine of, okay, when the float goes under, give it a couple seconds, you know, and say, but what the problem was, Corey, and you know it, Ricky, you know it, they sit there and they're just a vacuum cleaner. They ain't got it yet. They're just had a, those courts just, they, it doesn't take much to pull them under. Okay. Yeah. And they were just, I mean, setting the bejesus out of them. I go, guys, stop. I said, these are drum. (laughs) Just let them have it a couple more seconds. 
even if it's a redfish, these are kale hooks. For the most part, he's not going to swallow it, but I'd rather the float disappear and stay disappeared for when, a little while. When you know you're on drum or flounder, you do not set the hook immediately. No. Let it. Let him just... Redfish, you yeah. can lay to him. No. And that's what's so funny in Corey. I mean, Corey's caught a bunch of them, too. Especially when we're when you when you hook a flounder or, or or you have a flounder bite on a poppy cork, it never goes straight up and down. It goes sideways, no. and it'll just start yep. easing under like it hooked an oyster. And mm-hmm. that's what I always tell yeah. people: I said, just hold on. There is a few oysters around it, but just hold on one second because it'll actually pop up for a second and then go back under again. And I said, uh huh, there he is. Just let yeah. him go, let him go until it slides all the way mm-hmm. out of it. And like Corey was saying, with pulling shrimp off, which is People have a tendency to hold the rods level with the water. Mm-hmm. When you're working shoreline, like holding rod up to like at 10 o'clock, okay, you don't have much of a hook set. So that's very important that you keep a direct contact from the rod tip to the jig head. No slack, whether it's a wind-driven or whatever, because you only got just a, you know, just a jerk. You're not, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have it at the water's edge and rearing back on them like Bassmaster Classic. So... The whole idea with that jig it is if you keep it up a little bit, it only is that hook, Corey, that ticks the top of those oysters. Yeah. This is one hell of a a, 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 a pot oven or whatever where it does hook yeah. up in it. But you know, most of the time on that, it's just dead shell on the main shoreline. There's not usually, unless it's the high tide, but if you're on the lower part of the tide, it's all just dead shell. You just got to hold the rod tip up a little bit. And like I tried to explain to him, you should follow the line like a fly rod yeah, does point. in a creek. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you start directly 90 degrees off of the boat, when you get done, you should be 30 degrees off the bow with yep. it. You know what I'm saying? You still should yeah. not be holding it here in your lines You don't at want 30 a giant degrees. line boat laying right. in the water or right. in the wind. Right. You gotcha. know? So, yeah. And when people when people get that down, too, they're, they're amazed. I always tell them, you'll be able to tell what's on the bottom. You know, you can feel your shells, 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 there's a bite or there's you're out of the shells. You fell off the ledge. Right. Um, when you when you keep your rod like that and you're pointed and your line's not not bowed or slack, you're literally you're just feeling every inch of that bottom until you feel that rod tip load up and then you hit them with it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Corey. All you right. did a Thanks, great guys. job. See you next we week. Take a break. <laughs> we got to take a break. <laughs> take care, so we don't get in trouble. When Bye, we, buddy. When we get back, we'll See be doing guys. the tides. See you, Corey. When we get back, we're going to do the tides and a weather report. Which I don't know why we got to do weather because it's yeah, east it's going to blow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, you listen to the Ring Power Fish forecast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fish forecast. We only got a few more minutes, real quick. Uh, I can just tell you honestly, the, the the wind forecast. I mean, there's no offshore fishing. It's five to seven. It's east, northeast, 15, 15 to 20, pretty much as far out as what I could see. It is. It looks like there's going to be a little break in the wind, like maybe starting Friday night or Saturday. It's for a day. I mean, but, but you, there's not much to it. It's uh, 10 knots. Yeah, it's, yeah you're still you're, – that's right. It's not going to be a big break. And, and at any time it's out of an east or northeast, you're not really getting – that break anyway that's that's been my experience so but it's calling for 11 knots on you know starting saturday and maybe into sunday and monday but you're looking at five and six foot seas eh, maybe the forecast will get better as we get closer but yeah i mean and the tides i mean 
folks we've had of course northeast winds stuff like that so there's really limited tide movement so to really follow them you know um uh i mean tomorrow you got a 5.0 high tide at seven o'clock in the morning low tides at one o'clock in the afternoon which is a negative point two um uh, friday uh you got a low tide at uh at 145 or t- excuse me 215 in the afternoon with a negative point three and a 5.2 high um which we're coming up on the full moon of course the full moon's on saturday so here we go northeast and full moon could be really high so for you guys that are flood flood fishermen you're in the game if you can fight through the wind or if you're a marshland hunter, you're in the game. <laughs> well, it's supposed to settle down this weekend. So, you know, as far as it's not going to be like dead, but right. you know, 10 knots is not, if it is actually 10 knots, that's right. not bad. But at still, all. still, yeah, but I'm not going. Yeah. Offshore is going to still be skunk. Uh, you know, the bigger boats, I think. Will bigger be boats fine. will go. Well, no, no, no. I'm and, just saying, and if the wind is dead, you know, and we get, if we get a 10, uh, say if you get a six to eight knot wind and a five foot sea spread out 10, 12 seconds, that's no big deal. No, I'll no, I, I understand. I understand. And we got a full moon. So Wahoo fishing, Wahoo fishing should pick up. Should if be you're really, out there, 100%. really, really good. You didn't tuna see any tunas when you're out there? Oh, yeah. Tunas. You busting. didn't just didn't fish for them? Uh, no, I did not. And I wasn't on my boat. We were high speed trolling for Wahoo. That was it. We picked off two and. I understand. I'm just saying, when, I mean, your shotgun rod, you just never really thought about running a... Well, you're running at 16 miles an hour. The tuna's going to still hit it? Possibly, but... I mean, sails hit them. Hey, that's right. You I mean, I'm know. just saying, but I mean, if you put out your shotgun 400 feet behind the back of the boat, you put a... um, the heck are those? Cedar plugs? Cedar plugs. They don't run so good at 14 knots. They Not jump way, out far, of, way far back there? You can't nah, make them run? they jump out of the water. It won't hold. You put a little bit of lead on it. Well, I'm not going to say it won't work. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I know. I was a bait but fisherman. I was a bait fisherman. When so you can get out can there, fishing is good. Okay. So. All right, folks, don't forget this weekend. Uh, I was trying to check in with the boys. I think they're all in town. I know Kevin's got to come home and do laundry. So he'll be here on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, I believe it'll be Jeff, Kurt, and Captain Kevin this weekend for the outdoor show on Saturday mornings from 7 to 10. Other than that, thank you very much for joining us tonight on the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. You can listen to Captain Ricky Papour. I'm Captain Scott Shank. Have a great weekend. Oh, by the way, Florida, Georgia on Saturday. Go Gators. There you go. See y'all. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. See ya. See ya.